What's going on, guys? This is Rail, and welcome to the first episode of this podcast. So I'm gonna go ahead and get started because I'm a I'm a jump right into it type of guy. So I'm gonna start off with these four quick verses. Uh, it's coming from the Book of John, out of chapter two, verses seven, eight, nine, and ten. Check this out, man. It says Jesus said to the servants, "Fill the jars with water." Ah, so this is Jesus telling his disciples, "Hey, hey, hey, go put some uh, some water in these jars." And so it says they filled them up to the brim. So the disciples, the servants, they're like, cool, Jesus, we got you. They go fill them up with water. And then it says, and then he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So there's a master of the feast here, guys, because they're at a wedding right now. Just to give you a little background context on this uh, passage, they're at a wedding. So Jesus tells the servants, hey, now take some water out of these jars that you just filled up and take it over to the master of the feast. So let's pick back up. Then it says, so they took it, right? When the master of the feast had tasted the water, which had now become wine and did not know where it had come from, although the servants who had drawn the water knew exactly how the water had become wine. Then it says, the master of the feast called the bridegroom, which is just a husband. Hey, bridegroom, come here. And so the bridegroom walks up to the master of the feast. And then this is what scripture continues to say, guys. It says, and then he said to the bridegroom. Everyone normally serves the good wine first. And then when people have drunken freely, then the poor wine. But you, you have kept the good wine until now. Man, that is a that is a good passage, man. And I can't wait to dive into it. Um, But real quick, man, something that I've noticed for myself and, and from others that I get to speak to, guys, is that is that for some crazy reason, we think that we we need to clean ourselves up before approaching Jesus. Right. Um, um, or, or even, even more crazy, we think that we actually can clean ourselves up before approaching Jesus, right? Uh, guys, which is literally impossible, right? And it leads me to the title of today's episode, <laughs> which is Our Mess is a Part of His Plan. So I was living in, uh, earlier this year, I moved here to Atlanta with my wife, but before then, we were living in Huntsville, Alabama. I was living there for the past three and a half years. And so I'm, I'm, uh, you may be wondering why, how did I get here now to Atlanta? So basically, long story short, I get a call from uh, Adam and Rebecca Stanley. There's, they, they're these two uh, nonprofit organization uh, founders and leaders here in Atlanta. It's a mentoring nonprofit. And so they called and they, they asked me to, you know, come work for them. You know, and I was exciting. If anybody knows me, they know I like new. I like change. And so I'm like, hey, this is going to give us like 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 a new place. Uh, like everything is going to be new, new friends, new, 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 new culture. And so I'm like, heck, yeah, I'm all down. I'm all to go for it. Right. And so without any thought, without any without much prayer or anything, I rushed to the decision. And I'm like, yes, I will take the job. I'm coming. Right. And so a few days go by and I'm waiting on a job description. So I finally get it one day. Right. And I, I, I went up my email and I'm going through the job description and, and I'm liking it. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm like, bro, smiling so hard that my cheeks are hurting. Dude, seriously. Um, and, but but as I began to continue to uh, scroll through the email and and get more and more in depth into the job description, my face changes from a smile to, to, to more of a frown guys. Right. And it's because as I'm reading the job description, the one thing that I consistently see that these people at this organization expect me to do is to be of influence 
to young men. They want me to be a positive, godly influence to young men. Right. And, 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 and it began to bother me. Right. And it bothered me, guys, because at the time, according to me and my standards, I wasn't ready to be in a place of influence. But I want you to catch that key statement right there, according to me and my standards. Right. Because to me, I still have some wrestling and some confessing to do with some and, and to deal with some sin in my life. And so because I felt this way, guys, and, and my wife, Keon, she's my witness it, because she's my witness because it drove her crazy. Um, right. But, guys, I, I promise you, every four or five hours for a week and a half straight, I was going back and forth, changing my mind. You know what? I'm going to take the job. We going to Atlanta. Nah, I'm not going to take the job. We're not going to Atlanta. No, 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 no. But you know what? I am going to take the job. We and it drove her crazy. And, guys, to be honest, com- be completely honest, it started to drive me crazy. Right. And so we did to settle it is he gave me a couple of days. I said, hey, give me a couple of days. And I promise you the very next decision that I come up with, that is final. I'll either choose that we're going to stay here or we're going to go there. Right. And so a couple of days go by and I approached my wife with the with my final answer that I had come up with, guys. And it was to stay like I was like, OK, we stay here in Huntsville, uh, you know. We already got our, our life planned out here. You know what I mean? And so in that, but but I'm just in that, I'm uh, sitting in my bedroom that night and I can't sleep. Normally the only time I cannot sleep because I love sleep. The only time I can't sleep is if I'm hungry or if I got something heavy on my mind. And I wasn't hungry because I had just ate dinner, right? And a snack. And, and another snack, whatever. That's not the point. But um, I couldn't sleep. So I just began to just stare into into the dark space, guys, and I just believe I got what God laid on my heart was that if my goal is to try and get myself together and then try and fit myself into what God is calling me to do, then that'll never happen, right? That'll that'll never happen. We we can't get ourselves clean and then try and step into what God has called us to do, right? If, if there was even a remote a, a, a chance that we could clean ourselves up, guys, without Jesus, then guess what? Then Jesus died on the cross for nothing. But him dying on the cross had much purpose, right? Because we could not clean ourselves up without him. So he needed to come and he needed to die. Guys, and in that very moment, I just needed to hear that that my mess is a part of his plan. Oftentimes we we think that our mess goes against God's plan, which can be true in some cases. But guys, I'm a witness that our mess can also be used for his plan. He'll use our mess. Right? And if if I'm not the only honest one here, like like I've admitted that I needed to hear that my mess is a part of his plan. But if I'm not the only honest one here today, guys, I know there are some of you listening that also need to hear that your mess can be a part of his plan. Right. Jesus did, did not come to earth for the people who pretended to have it all together. But instead, he came for the lost and he came for the broken because that's where his glory is best seen. Right. His glory is best revealed through him saving the unsavable, which is us. He gets glory from doing something that could not be done. It's like, um, say if 
Save uh, Floyd Money Mayweather. At this point, guys, when Floyd Money Mayweather wins a fight, it's cool, but it doesn't surprise us because he's undefeated. But say you're some new boxer, first time ever boxing, right? Uh, been training for a while, but his first official match. Steps into the ring with Floyd and knocks him out. That is going to shock us because we... because. And, and we're going to clap for this guy, and we're going to call him the GOAT, and we're going to call him the best to ever do it. But why? Because he did something that could not be done. And guys, that's how it is with us and Jesus. We could not be clean. We could not be saved until he stepped in. Right? And, if, and, and, and I ha- that, that bothers me that knowing, so now I'm at the point where I know nothing or no one can save us other than Jesus. I'm at that understanding. Here's the part that bothers me that that we still and, I, and I'll speak for myself that sometimes I still turn to things that I think can save me other than Jesus. Right here. Here's one example that I notice in our culture today. Marriage. And I know you you like, man, that's crazy. How does how do we turn to something to save us that God ordained that God created? Yeah, it's true. We turn to marriage. Here's example. Did you know that there are people that literally cannot stop having sex outside of marriage? Right. So what they'll do is they'll get married with the false hope of being married uh, will somehow fix the issue they had. Right. And maybe temporarily it will. Yeah, you can sex it up all you want now because you married. Right. But then we get two, three, four, five years later in the marriage and we find ourselves either either attracted to to someone else or addicted to pornography. Guys, and this is not hypothetical. This is personal. This is things I've seen happen. And it's because the issue was deeper than just sex outside of marriage. The issue was lust. And not even just sex and lust, but with anything. We turn when we experience these this pain that life brings us, these difficulties, a death in a family, death with, from a cl- close one or loved one. Guys, what do we often do? We often turn to things that we think can kill the pain, which is weed or alcohol. But once the drunk is over, once the high is over, then guess what? Welcome back to reality. Welcome back to the pain. And guys, it's, beca- and it's just a cycle, a bad toxic cycle that, that keeps getting repeated. When I know someone personally, guys, who is saying, well, I have a t- I have a permanent fix. I have a permanent solution. We thought our sin could correct <clears throat> something that we were struggling with, guys, when when in reality, if anything could correct our sin, if anything could help us, if anything could clean us up, Jesus would not have had to come. And it's crazy, like if we if we go to him with our mess, with our sin, and he's gonna like smite us or something or strike us down with lightning. But no, that's not what happens. He wants us in our mess so that when he changes us, our mess into a masterpiece, he can get the glory from it. That is where his glory is best revealed. That is where his glory is best seen. When he when 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 he can turn our mess into a masterpiece, and then we can be a witness. Then we're able to reach the next person saying, hey, I've been there. I was there. And then I met Jesus. And if he did this for me, then then I know that he can do the same for you.
Why? Because he came for people like me. He came for, for the broken. He came for the least qualified. He came for the least experienced. He came for the ones that everyone counted out, the me's, and the people like me. So that, yes, it is good news, guys, when I hear that my mess can be a part of his plan. That your mess can be a part of his plan. Right? And if we look at the track record of people got used in scripture, right? It wasn't the people who claimed to have it all, all together, who could quote the Bible back and forth. You know, those people were called Pharisees. And oftentimes in the Bible, Jesus had to bust their bubble. Right? But Jesus, he sought after and, 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 and used the ones that did not have a good track record. One huge example is David. Check this out. In 2 Samuel uh, chapter 11, verses 2, 3, and 4, it says, it happened, right? One, after, one late afternoon, when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house, that he saw from the roof of a woman bathing. Uh-oh, so David on a roof, and, and he sees a naked lady bathing. Let's see what happens next. It says, and the woman was very beautiful. Man, so not only does he see a naked woman bathing, but he see a bad naked woman bathing. All right. Let's see what verse three says. It says, and David sent and inquired about the woman. And one said, wait, isn't this Bathsheba? Isn't she the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? Wait, so she's married. Here's what David did. You would think that David being a man after God's own heart, they would say, oh, man, she's married. OK, yeah, never mind. Here's what the man after God's own heart did. It says, so David sent messengers and took her and she came to him and he slept with her. Mm. So wait, David slept with a married woman. David was an adulterer. Guys, David was a murderer. And God still used his mess for his glory. Now check this out. According to Isaiah chapter 32, verse one, in order to be a be a king back in that time you were to rule in righteousness at all times according to what i just read about the life of david david was not in righteousness at all times like dude if you were if you were to be king in that day you were literally held to a standard of perfection right and david man wasn't even close sounds like me sounds like you Man, but I'm so glad that, that, that Jesus chose to use those of us who, who don't have good track records, who don't get it right all the time. Right. The illustration I think about is uh, if you take a, a really ugly, broke down, bent up, crooked stick and you go draw in the sand, you just draw a line. Even with the stick being ugly uh, and dirty and broken and crooked, I guarantee you that that line will come out straight. Right. God uses crooked sticks, which is us, to draw straight lines, which is his work being done. Let's, uh, so let's hop back into the text. I told you I was going to tie the water to wine text back into this. Let's read it one more time. John chapter 2, verses 7 through 10. It says, Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And then he said to them, now draw some out. And take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, which had now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drew the water knew, 
The master of the feast called the bridegroom, and then he said to him, everyone serves the good wine first. <laughs> and when, when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the, the, the good wine until last. If you're listening and you're a note taker, I want you to write this, this next statement down. Write this down. Jesus doesn't call the qualified, but he, but he qualifies those he calls. Jesus doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies those he calls. So we started in verse seven, right? But if we if we actually go back up one verse to verse six, it, it, it tells us exactly what kind of jars uh, Jesus instructed the disciples to use. And you may be thinking, well, Rel, why does it matter what type of jars they were? But it matters. Watch this. It says that they were told to use the jars that the Jews used for ceremonial washing. Right. So besides being filled to wash people, these jars did not serve purpose. Now, remember, guys, they were at a wedding. So I'm pretty sure there were already these beautiful pictures there that the first supply of wine was in before they ran out. Right. They're at a wedding. And the reason Jesus is making more wine in the first place is because uh, the, there's a lady there at the wedding named Mary. And she's a, she approaches Jesus and says, hey, Jesus, we're out of wine. Right. Which is how all this started. So I. Back to the point, I'm pretty sure there are already these beautiful uh, decorative pictures there for the wedding that were used for wine. Right. But Jesus chose to use material for his miracle that did not serve much purpose. Mm. Right. Uh, uh, he could have easily went and put his hand over the, the beautiful decorative wine pictures and say, hey, let there be wine. Or just looked at it and, and wine would appear. But God, I believe Jesus is trying to communicate something here. He didn't go with the well put together already pictures. Jesus used something that did not serve much purpose, that people didn't pay much attention to. That is the material that he chose to use for his miracle. Guys, if, what I want to uh, explain to you here today, guys, if Jesus used that for his miracle, what much more won't he use us for, guys? Let's be a little bit more real. The person he's using as a mouthpiece to share this message is named Jarrell. Probably the most least qualified there is. Guys, and I believe one thing God is trying to tell us that it's, it's time to stop seeking all these false solutions to our mess. Because without him, we'll always be a mess. No matter what we choose to turn to. And he wants us to start back coming to him with our brokenness and start back coming to him with our sinfulness. Because that's when we see that us being a mess that did not go in vain. Man, that's good news. Did you guys know that that your sin, you being a, a, a sinful, a naturally sinful and broken and dirty person. Did you know that that does not have to be in vain? That he will make your mess into a masterpiece? Man. Our mess is a part of his plan. Mm. Hey, man, follow me on social media, Facebook, 
Jarrell Cromarty. That's J-E-R-E-L-L Cromarty, C-R-O-M-A-R-T-I-E. Uh, you can just send me a friend request or just follow my page. And then follow me on Instagram at the same username, Jarrell Cromarty, J-E-R-E-L-L-C-R-O-M-A-R-T-I-E. Peace. Please stay tuned. Uh, I would appreciate feedback. Uh, man, I really love you guys, and I hope this convicts you as much as it convicted me. Uh, even if you guys have a, a topic request, get at me with that as well. Uh, man, I love y'all. Till the next time. Peace.